of the show. Welcome to Talking Reckless 314. My name is Matt Eads. I'm joined by Brandon Lynch. Hello, Matt Eads. Hello. By you. Uh, and both of us are joined by Warren Barris. Oh, hey, The, uh, that's his famous catchphrase. Uh, you know that, you know that thing you always say, Warren? Hit us, hit us with it again, won't you? Oh, hey, hey. Oh, just the, uh, the, myself in apartment 316 here on this, uh, it's, it's Friday afternoon here in real life time. It's Good uh, Brother Friday. Yeah, it is Good Brother Friday. Man, these holidays just have a way of sneaking up on you when you're living your best quarantine life. It's true. Uh, I don't know if I said the day, but it's April the 13th, 2020 in podcast time. Uh, we'll get into how your, how your Good Fridays, oh, well, I guess our Good Fridays are like. Barely even started. How was your bad? minutes. <laughs> How was your bad Thursday, gentlemen? You get up to any any doings? Uh, yeah, also, had, uh, okay, there we go. I was going to say our our internet is a little spotty, so we might have uh, some connection issues. We had uh, we had a couple drinks, played a couple games with uh, Andy, played some uh, Overwatch for a bit. I see he's online. Really drunk. I wonder what he's doing. Not being on the podcast. That's for that's for effing sure. He's got one of those smart TVs that turns his Xbox on anytime it turns on his TV. Mm, it's so secretly he just appears for no reason. Secretly outed him though. He's hiding. He's hiding out. Couple drinks. Couple games. Any? Uh, what's 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 the what's the scene in Overwatch here? We're on the cusp of a new hero, right? That's supposed to be like this this week. Yeah. When fourteenth. Uh, new 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 hero tit. <laughs> That's right. The little, new hero <laughs> echo tit. Did little little call to the i guess pre-show um did so did you convince this person that uh the character the the the, the new hero echo whose name is just echo i think right uh did you convince this person yeah. that this character the, the new hero is just called tit or like echo tit get set the scene for me Basically, they, 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 they know nothing about Echo. They didn't even know that a new character was coming. Andy said something last night when we were playing about, oh, he's coming on the 14th or whatever. And then they went, oh, there's a new hero coming? And then I immediately, because I'm drunk and I do this shit all the time, was like, yeah, and get this, their name's Tit. And then we all just kind of went from there. He's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, I'm not making this up. I couldn't make it up. It's totally true. But now they think that the new Overwatch hero is named Tit. He's got to find a good acronym and like, what could TIT mm-hmm. stand for? And that'll totally seal the deal, you know? Transforming. Titanium integration technology. Done. Boom. Finished. There it is. Tit. Tit can also be short <laughs> for titanium. That's exactly. It's good. <laughs> Need you to handle the show, boys. Coffee's gone down the wrong pipe. Well, cover, cover for me. We lost him. He's dead. Oh, he's good. Passed uh, away. Good, uh, good show today, and let's fucking yeah. Good night, everybody. Too sweet to black. <laughs> Dude. Dude. We're recovering. We're recovering over here. <clears throat> uh, we're also. I don't know. I, 
believe later on today, perhaps uh, going to dive back into a little bit of Sea of Thieves. Is that right? Do you guys need a, maybe I should update. Do you guys need a, uh, I don't know, a bosun? I don't know what my Sea of Thieves role would By be. By all means, the, the more the merrier. I've got, uh, yeah, I've, I've got Unless game we pass. have more than four, right? <laughs> and then you're not welcome. Is it only four? Do they never add a ship bigger than uh, four people? Sure. I haven't been in there I since the first week. So long. Yeah, now they're by. I'll, uh, I'll definitely get that update. Yes, happen. We played that Megalodon thing. Oh, right, the Megalodon. Oh, that was, was, that, was that with me, like, a few years yeah, ago? Yeah, with us, too. Yeah, a long, long time ago. I've, uh, I've dipped in for a bit of, like, I've, like you guys, I've seen the Megalodon, I've seen the Kraken, uh, I did some of the, whatever those, like, new missions they added were called, where... Yeah, I don't think we've even they done were, they were, any they of those. They were pretty basic, but... They played a little bit. Yeah. I like getting in that game for, you know, a few hours every six months and going, man, this water looks fucking <laughs> rad. <laughs> yeah, you water. fuck around, you do some stupid shit, you fall overboard, you get drunk on the boat and vomit in the bucket and throw it on somebody. We can play our instruments. I unironically yeah. love playing all the instruments together. Me too. Me too. Yeah, shit, I'll totally. Remind me once the show is done. I'll get that update and that'll be fun. Do it. Uh, do we want to talk anything about Wrestlemania here on this podcast. Oh, I forgot that Wrestlemania <laughs> happened. Speaks to the times, I suppose. It was such good shit. Was it really? Un- good shit. Unironically? Are, we, are you no. working or are we shooting so, here? Uh, what are we there, saying? Okay, there was some it's, unironic uh, good shit. Uh, there was also a lot of um, ironic good shit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it was a, it was was a very weird weekend. <laughs> Obviously, like any any live event, sport, whatever, relies so much on the fans. But wrestling is like even tenfold regular events because it's wrestling. So yeah, it's just, I, find I don't it, know. It's just it's shitty without people there, and it's dumb that they went ahead and did it. As far as I'm concerned, but they uh, they made do with what they did. There were some very good like wrestling matches on there too. Daniel Bryan had a really good match. Um, mm-hmm. Even the Edge thing was good for what they were able to do with it. Him and Orton had the last man standing match that went like 39 minutes or something ridiculous. The second longest match in WrestleMania history next to a one-hour Iron Man match. The, but, uh, uh, and it was two days this year, which is like, just to make it even weirder. Mm-hmm. It was just Honestly, like, that I didn't mind as much because it was only three hours or four hours both days so it wasn't like the usual eight hour fucking shift that you have to put in on the sunday yeah i just don't think people would have the energy for an eight hour show without kind of the energy of the crowd and the pageantry and fucking tanks coming down the fucking thing you get burnt out when there's a hundred thousand fans and you're watching it never mind if there's nobody there so it's a very wrestling with no crowd energy is such a weird thing i watched a little bit of uh, mania myself and like I just couldn't, it's it's just, it's so hard to suspend the disbelief where, like, you know that thing where the energy of the crowd, like, brings, so, somebody's losing in a, in a match, and then the energy of the crowd brings, usually in a tag match, their partner's stomping, yeah, and at least to a hot man. tag, uh, that's really hard to watch with no crowd. Me and Warren were even talking about, because uh, Warren said something similar about how, like, oh, here comes the hot tag, and uh, I was like, I wonder if they thought about that, I mean, clearly they didn't, because they were doing it but thought about like maybe restructuring their matches in such a way that you weren't leaning so much on 
on crowd reaction and momentum swings and yeah stuff like that. Like just try and do the most athletic match you can. Totally. Or like like mishearing the count. It's just a lot of the little things that you kind of when the crowd is going crazy, you're you're totally willing to just like you know, it's comic books. It's a comic book movie. Yeah. Who, yeah. who cares? 100%. But when it's like totally silent and you can just hear them in the ring like, oh, just like the grunts of the moves. It, uh, it's very, very, very different. It's weird. It certainly shows you how much the crowd adds to a show. Totally. And even like wrestling aside, like uh, all the shows that like the John Oliver, what's his what's his HBO thing called? The last week tonight or whatever. Yeah. Uh, shows that like usually have studio audiences that are still going without the studio audience. They're weird. weird. They're so weird. Like, the jokes don't hit. It's... I miss the before time. Yes. Yeah, like, it's... Just before the sky fell. <laughs> it's strange. Even, like, in, in my job, the interaction has gone down drastically because nobody doesn't know the radio anymore. So, like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird... It's a weird time. Weird yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Do you think, uh, I, I, I was thinking about this with the John Oliver show, or uh, last week tonight, sorry, um, that it would totally, you could totally just put a laugh track in there, and, like, that would suit me just fine. Oh, yeah. Do you think wrestling think could have used some kind of a, like, not laugh track, but, like, crowd. yeah, or just anything, like, I thought, what if you had other wrestlers in the stands, and, like, even just having them, they could cheer for their allies and boo their enemies. I like, think wrestling is... I mean, I don't hate the second option as much, but I think wrestling is already so like scripted and predetermined and everything that I think adding crowd noise would just be a step too far. Yeah. I think in the John Oliver sense or something, I think it makes more sense. Um, I think it's because for, in, in the talk show sense that you never see the crowd or you rarely see the crowd. It's behind the camera, whereas at a wrestling show, you're so used to always seeing them that you'd be hearing this like disembodied noise that just wouldn't make sense almost. I thought it would have been a great gimmick for one of the heels to bring their own crowd sound. I was waiting for, like, Elias brought his own crowd cheering with, like, just boomboxes yeah. out in the stands or something, but... <laughs> uh, I will say, regarding WrestleMania, my two favorite parts of that show were both pre-recorded... Well, everything was pre-recorded, but, like, chopped up and edited things that had nothing to do with the wrestling ring. The yeah. John Cena thing we and produced the matches. Boneyard fight were... Far and away, my two favorite things they did. They're making movies. They're making movies. <laughs> <laughs> I make movies. Uh, so, all in all, what what do you think of this this year's WrestleMania? What's give me a give me a back of the box review? I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, a memorable. very cool thing, yeah, to look back on and be like, "Fuck, remember when there was no crowd because of the fucking shit that we were going through?" But I don't know if it's tough to like how do you compare it to other manias too, right? Because yeah. of that, like it's just so different that like it's kind of in its own thing. What was the Pirates of the Caribbean thing? Like I watched the first two matches of Mania and like well, they were doing a Pirates in Tampa well, Bay. It was like literally yeah, oh the for the thing was pirate themed for for the venue as they usually are, but then yeah. when you took the venue out of it because Tampa Bay's football team's the Buccaneers and mm-hmm. you took the took that whole thing out of it, all of a sudden it didn't fit. It was like literally sure. the announcer was like, I'm doing a Jack Sparrow voice, mate. Like l- literally said the words Jack Sparrow voice. And yeah. like they they were like, oh, look, there's what there's the knockoff Kraken. And like it was really like Disney should maybe call their lawyers. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know if they have rights to use Jack Sparrow. Super topical Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> 
it I don't know how long it takes to kind of reproduce those openers and stuff, but I would have totally gone like leaned into the empty arena thing for your openers and everything in a way that the, well, like, the, like the pirate theme just got completely lost. Like after that opener ended, it the theme was gone. You never saw any more I guess they now ran the, the same thing up. both night too, and like the first one, like the first night, it's like it started with the pirate thing, and then it did this like record scratch, and he's like, "Okay, hold on a second. I'm like, "Okay, cool, you're gonna be like, obviously this isn't happening, but then he just kept going with the pirate thing, and it didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, it was the moment really that weird. you realized the records record scratch had literally nothing to do with the empty arena and would have been there for like regular WrestleMania. We're like, what the fuck are they thinking? Yeah, it was very... uh, Steph both nights start the show and be like, we're in strange times and thank you for watching our shitty program. Yeah, we owe it to you to... the, The way she phrased that first night about like, any distraction from what's going on in the world, uh... It just it, it is weird. weird. Weird times. WrestleMania already a weird thing, and the combination of the two, like really fucking weird. All the way down to that guy saying word for word Jack Sparrow voice. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will say one of the best highlights, though, uh, which I alluded to earlier, was from the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse match, in which the puppet Vince McMahon was watching John Cena, who was currently at the, at the time in the NWO. Uh, and they cut to the announce desk, and puppet Vince McMahon goes, this is such good shit. <laughs> yeah, it was the the John Cena retrospective uh, whole thing was, I honestly think, one of the most brilliant, self-aware things WWE has ever done. They, like, need, they need the dose of it, self-awareness these days. Yeah, and it, it was like John Cena's own self-awareness, and it was poking fun at like everyone's uh, wanting him to be a heel all the time and compare his comparisons to Hulk Hogan. And uh, it was just so, so great. Called back to uh, Cena's and Wyatt's first uh, WrestleMania match at 30 uh, where everyone thought he was going to turn and he didn't. And they basically just made fun of numerous uh, parts of John Cena's career where everyone wanted it to go one way and it went a different way. And talk about his marriage? Or no, I don't, I don't think so. Proposal? Oh no, no, there was one. Ray said at one point, "You can look, but you can't touch." Hmm. Which oh, is yes. the Bella Twins yes. entrance music. Well, there is your. Uh, we don't have Andy for the Dragon Ball uh, ten, so there's there's your wrestling ten for this week mm-hmm. here on TR three fourteen. You'll get See, your anime one way or another. That's right. See you next year, wrestling. Yeah, I'm not turning that back on. <laughs> um, video games? Uh, actually, before we get into video games, uh, there was I, was this this must have been two nights, two or three nights ago. Uh, there was like a weird brawl outside my apartment. Like a have you ever seen? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, um, I don't know if they do it in Greece, but like any of like. The old kind of musical movies where, like, two gangs meet in a line and the leaders of the gangs are, like, walking towards each other while they're snapping and then it turns into a dance-off. Yeah. It was basically like that where... Story. (laughs) (laughs) South Side Story. Mm. Uh, It was basically like that where I was... I don't even remember what I was doing. I had the window open because it was super hot and I could hear just people, like, just loud. It sounded like a crowd. 
uh, and outside my window, right below my, I'm on the fourth story, right below, like on on the sidewalk, directly below my suite, uh, there was what looked very much like a fight. There was like, I don't know, 20 to 30 people, kind of split clearly into two groups. Uh, people had baseball bats. There were like cars very hastily just parked on the side of the road and, and like four people all getting out and, and the group was like growing bigger and bigger. Um, and they were kind of just, uh, I, I did not, uh, they, they were speaking in a language I did not understand, but they were, uh, it, it sounded a lot like bickering back and forth. Nobody threw any punches, but you can see people like puffing up their chest and like pushing each other back and forth and more and more cars were all showing up. Uh, and it went on for like 15 minutes of just what sounded like bickering and posturing. Uh, and you know, they kind of floated up and down the sidewalk a little bit, this huge group. And then someone across the street, it's like 1030 at night. So it's dark and it's quiet. Someone across the street just yelled, quiet down. And all these people, 20 people immediately just like scattered like cockroaches where they just all ran to their cars and just (laughs) drove away in like 15 seconds. The street was completely clear and completely silent. (laughs) And that was it. And they like never heard anything about it. It was the weirdest shit. That is strange. Where I was totally, I was thinking about being that guy who's like, shut up. But I didn't, you know, these people are ready to fight. I didn't want yeah. to egg anybody on. Yeah. They're There's right below my place. I would have just yelled, somebody hit somebody. Yeah, I was waiting for, I had my camera out. I was waiting to record this fight. And then someone across the street just goes, quiet. And everyone's just, like, drives away. You should have like rang a wrestling bell or something. Oh, yeah. I was, ding, ding, ding. I was thinking of all sorts of hilarious things I could do, but it felt like I might get beat up or something if I did. Yeah. Uh, real weird. Weird times. Weird times. The only thing that that was missing was somebody backing out a motorcycle from the first floor apartment. <laughs> Maybe that happened after I went back inside. <laughs> went back in on the balcony and someone drove out. Oh, strange times. Those folks, not social distancing. They should have been a scene. No. Yeah. Video games, gentlemen. You play any? You distract yourself with any? These trying times? Speaking... Speaking of, uh, I'm actually, I see a game on here that I actually want to uh, uh, jump to. Sorry, Brando, to uh, set you up yeah, and then. That's fine. Nay, nay. Speaking of wrestling, tell me a little more about WWE 2K20. I'm very nice. excited that I remember to talk about this because <laughs> it is honestly, it is so like, the it's game been, itself is the game itself. Whatever, yeah. it's, it's, it, they changed some things up. It's been out for about look very good. 15 months at this point, over a year at this point. No, it hasn't. It came out in October. Oh, okay. Sorry. Under a year. Yeah. Um, it, uh, you can see who they spent, like usual, you can see who they spent a lot of their time doing. And, uh, like the fiend looks really good. Uh, there's other people that look really shitty, but that, that's not, that's, I don't talk about that. I want to talk about specifically the, the, my player career mode, story mode, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I had heard that it's really bad. And that it wasn't very good. And I was like, well, how bad could it really be? It's pretty simple. You start out a rookie wrestler and you work your way up like they always do. Uh, but no, 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 no. It is the most, and I don't mean specific to wrestling games. I mean, any video game ever, it's the most fucked thing I've ever played in my life. Any video game ridiculous. ever. Holy. So you start out i haven't finished it yet i i haven't touched it because i'm still trying to process what i viewed last weekend but you start out at current day you're in a hotel room getting ready to go to your what i assume is your hall of fame induction like you're getting in the hall of fame 
you, uh, you, you, you made it, presumably. They, they start with the end of the story. You're a legend. Yes. You're like all in your tuxedo, and you control a male and a female in this year's. So you're both in there, and you're kind of hanging out. And you're really good friends. I don't think I don't think you're like together or married or dating or anything. I just think you're really good friends. And they establish that you've been very good friends since high school. And then they do this like weird flashback thing where it flashes back to high school, but because you created the character, your character looks exactly the same at your Hall of Fame speech <laughs> at the end of your career as you did in high school. So my dude is in high school with this big giant red bushy beard. And like dyed hair is like blue and shit. And like then you fight the captain of the wrestling team because they're bullying you in a raw ring. <laughs> like that, in not and, in a not in like an Olympic know, wrestling like, match, but like a in, professional in, wrestling match. Yeah. In in the raw is war arena, because that's just, I guess when you were in high school as these characters. That's how we solved our problems in high school. Right. Settle this between comes, the ropes. Cuts back to real time, and the male character's like, well, that's not how I remember it. Here's how I remember it. And then you go back in time again to then see the real thing, which wasn't in a wrestling ring. They just kind of brawled in the lunchroom, and then one dude fell on a tray and hit his head or something. And then you go, okay, so then that part's done. And then like you're just continuing to... like. Hey, like go back and visit all these memories leading up to the point where you are now, I guess is the idea. The Assassin's but, Creed of wrestling. Oh, and like, so you get to the event and now there's Natalia's there and then you go and talk to Natalia. It's like, Hey, remember that time that I said I was the best wrestler to come out of Calgary. That was stupid. And then you just replay that match that you had because she got mad at you for saying you were the best person to come out of Calgary. It sounds bad. Top, top to bottom. It's, 2K20 sounds bad. It is It is a, a fascinating, fascinating thing that they've created. This was the one that Ukes passed off to, uh, I can never remember their names, Creative I Visions, I think, the uh, the NBA 2K team. Uh, and in the space, because like that handoff happened, it was after October. They had a very limited amount of months, yeah. it seems, with this game to get it out the door. Um uh, it looks ter- visually it looks fucking terrible the hair on everybody is like oh the faces man the wwe 2k20 because that was often one of the things they did okay yeah especially especially like the big money stars like like warren said you could usually tell where they spent the money and you're like damn this one or two that like the box athletes look really good I don't think I can't think of anything that I saw from 2K20 that I would describe as quote looking really good. Yeah, oh, like sure. I say, I think the only one that that actually I thought looked pretty good was the Fiend, but that's also a DLC thing. So yeah, yeah, it's uh definitely don't spend money on that game. That's for sure. It's free with uh what is it? Games with Gold this month? Yeah, I don't know if it is still like it might have just been the weekend <laughs> thing, like the Mania weekend thing. I'll uh, I'll double check here as we uh, as we move on as we get out of WrestleTown for a while. What else you've been doing uh, this week? Never look in the rearview mirror. <laughs> um, there was that Apex update that we had kind of talked about on last week's podcast. Duos that rolled out, and um, and Kings Canyon back uh, in the rotation. Also, Kings Canyon Dark 
in rotation. Ooh, is that just King's Canyon at night? Yeah, that's the one they used for the Halloween event a while back. Do they, is there like any, um, do you have like flashlights or anything? Is there any like, does that darkness no. play into no. the match at all? Or it's just kind of it a It's harder to see, but there's no way to fight it. Yeah, is it like, uh, you know the night maps in Modern Warfare, how they're like, they're, they're very different in a way, and you gotta use that night vision and all that? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not like that at all. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just, yeah, and it's I a little think bit more they tougher know... to see guys coming. The, so the way the rotation were is it's a timed rotation, so everyone's playing on the same map. Well, I guess I should say everyone in our region would be playing on the same map, but me and Warren both can see a countdown for how long Kings Canyon's going to be in rotation. It's going to be in rotation for maybe an hour and 15 minutes when we sign on, and then it flips to Kings Canyon after dark, but it only does like 30 minutes of Kings Canyon after dark, and then it goes to World's Edge yeah. for a long time. So I think they Hour know that they don't want... Kings Canyon after dark to make up a third of the time, even though it's a third of the map. So yeah, well, it's still Kings Canyon at the end of the day. Yes. So they, so the rotation Uh, is like in a day you'll play theoretically multiple different maps. It's not like, you know, every two weeks or whatever. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Which is uh, good and bad, I guess, because if you are like both Brando and I, who kind of pretty much play that game just to do the challenges, uh, they did not include any sort of like like the land or get knocks or do damage in specific areas does not include get it on here on this map or here on this map. It's like only on World's Edge. So you could uh-huh. ideally have like an hour to play, for example, after work. If you only had an hour to play and you log in and it's on King's Canyon and you know that King's Canyon after dark comes after that, then you're like, well, fuck me. I guess I'm not doing this challenge tonight. Yeah, that's a little weird. Map-specific so, challenges. Yeah. yeah, which is something that I, I know we talked about last week, that I was like, I wonder how they're going to do that, and they didn't really change anything. That being said, it's all also very late in the season, too, at this point, that who knows? Like, I'm at 109, I think, now, 8, out of the 110 battle pass yeah. thing, so yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world if I don't get my challenges done, but uh, a weird decision but yeah it's a fun game continues to be a fine game mm-hmm. what's up with this uh cod update here we'll just uh we'll get warren all crossed off season um three season three yeah three new maps so, no more trios in Warzone. it's all quads now oh weird uh, there's, I think Solo is back as well, but they changed the marking system. So it's now mapped to the left bumper or L1 or whatever, mm-hmm. which is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life because <laughs> that's like, grenade. And this man yeah, played 2K. So now you have to like, you, there's a, you, I think you press up on the D pad to change between your grenades and both grenades are mapped to RB. I bet you can switch that. Yeah, I, I agree that that. I don't know why they fucked with it. Like because, that ping like, sucked, dude. That ping. It is impossible when you're clicking in the stick. Like more times than not, you ended up moving your reticle. Trying to ping an enemy was impossible in Modern Warfare. It was up on the D pad before, I think, or well, whatever it was. It whatever it was. Yeah, it was like finger yeah, had to come off of stick, and it was very, very hard to ping an enemy. 
button. But now it's impossible for me because yeah, I'm making it the grenade I'm button. I'm looking down my fucked. sights. I'm holding left trigger with my index finger. Then I have to like reach over with my right hand to hit left bumper to mark something. Oh, you gotta learn to use uh, two fingers on the triggers. You gotta learn to be a middle finger on the trigger. I'll never do it. No, middle finger that's trigger. Not how you play video games? Pointer finger bumper. What do you mean? That's uh, that's way faster. You, you what is it? Lot faster. Yeah, it totally is. What are those middle fingers doing anyways? They're just hanging out. They're just they're just on the bottom of the controller that's doing nothing. That's my grip. Ah, you can you can adjust. How much you, I'm not holding the controller anymore. You hold it uh, daintily. I, I actively dislike video games that expect you to hit both bumper and trigger on one side at once. Yeah, or like claw yeah, grip. That's just embrace the claw grip, you know? Stupid. They also changed the map a little bit where you like zoom in and out with A and B instead of the bumpers because now you're marking with the bumper, I guess, is the idea. And I had issues with all those things that you're saying they changed, but it doesn't sound like they changed them to be that much better. Yes. Yeah, if, if you would have come in and said, hey, they changed the ping system, I would have been like, oh, thank God. Yeah, great. Sucked. Just make it yeah. what it is in Apex. Whatever they do in Apex, use that. It works great. Yeah, the Apex ping system. It's just, yeah, snappier. feels snappier. feels like it is easier to hit the thing you want to hit, and it contextualizes it really well in Apex. I don't feel yeah. like that's the case in Modern Warfare. I agree. They're figuring it out. Um, that said, uh, the, I, I don't know. This isn't really a spoiler, I guess, because it's in the. If you boot up Modern Warfare, it's going to show you that Alex is alive. Ah! Who's Alex? Oh, is from the campaign. What happened? Did we lose the? Yes. Sorry. I, what, what's, what's going on here? Gentlemen? Gentlemen, did we lose the call? Nope, I'm Hello? still here. Okay, I thought sorry. Warren was going. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh, I see. Alex from the campaign. That's who we think becomes Roach? Is that right? Uh, was it Roach? Is it Roach's... Uh, no, he can't kill a Roach? He became anyone. What, is, this, is he CIA? Or Gaz or CIA, something? I think. Isn't that... I thought that was we, an act... We, we were... Ga- we were Gaz. The other guy was Gaz. The other playable character in the first one was Gaz. I thought they. I thought we sort of connected the dots that whoever went into that nuclear reactor kind of becomes Roach in two or whatever. Maybe it could. I mean, that's a that sound logic. I don't think I was there. Well, when we let had me that discussion because I don't well, I remember it. But this doesn't really matter because it's a, a reimagining of it. But yeah, totally. Alex has one leg now. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, he like shows up and he's got a prosthetic on his left leg. Huh. I think I don't. I wonder if Roach had any prosthetics. It is totally a reimagining. Where who knows? Yes. Like the Final Fantasy sevens of the world, things might be different. Mm. And uh, I still have to wait twenty more days before I can play that Modern Warfare two remaster. So oh, and uh, only uh, like ninety more days until Control DLC. Yay! Might be out of here that's a then. long time. Yeah, June. <laughs> uh, Brown, you want to talk about a little Resident Evil 3? Let's do it. Remake? Uh, Alright, I finished the game, so you should probably tell your thoughts before I okay. ruin it. So, I guess. Um, I might just uh, maybe just go take a break while you ruin it. Um, the first thing I'll... So, it seems like it's short. Yeah, super short. Uh, I finished the game under five hours seems like there's no real way to 
uh, justify the value as a single player experience. Uh, like, I don't think any game for five hours is $80. No. $80. And to, how good. to sort of further compound that, uh, a lot of it, most of it, is reused stuff that you saw into. Which is weird, because I feel like I haven't seen any of that stuff where I am, and I gotta be close to halfway through. You'll, it'll be, it'll be, like, super obvious, and you'll be like, oh, hey, look, we're back here, and then, like, oh. Oh, like a whole area? We're back here, multiple areas. Um, oh, like reused from earlier in the game? Re- no, no, straight out of Resident Evil 2. Like, they just lifted... Oh, okay. You'll see familiar places. You're like, oh shit, I remember this from 2. Right, okay, gotcha. Um, so I guess that's disappointing. I mean, I, that's not something I would call disappointing if, uh, if it was done the right way, but you know if it's done the right way. So... Um, yeah, without without directly just saying what it is. Yeah, I can't, unfortunately, I can't just tell you what it is, but you'll like everybody who's played two will get to these parts and be like, "Oh, this is." I I see how they got this game out in a year. Right, and that's kind of what I wanted to circle around to with this whole thing is maybe my expectations were well managed because they put this out in a year. Um. Maybe because Resident Evil 3 was all in all much less well received than 2 even on the original go around. Um, but I am having quite a bit of fun. It kind of feels like DLC. It kind of feels like it should have been like a $40 bolt on to Resident Evil 2, maybe. Yeah, I would have felt a lot better about a $40 bolt on than a full $80 game. Uh, but I have, at the point I'm at, I've been having a blast. It's, it's, I've got a lot of, but not all of that feeling that I, I really enjoyed from Resident Evil 2, using the fucking grenade launchers on the frog things, and the using the, trying to pick the heads and everything on the swaying zombies, like all that stuff I really liked about 1 was, or 2 is back. Yeah. Uh, so I like all that. It, um, it, it does start a lot like 2, where it is, like 2, 2 was a horror game for the first you know, 80%, and then you kind of get the weapons and, and turn into this, like, crazy powerhouse. Um, and, like, that power creep was fun, where you're like, man, I remember I remember the first time we saw one zombie in a hallway. It was like, how am I gonna, I only have one bullet, how am I gonna do this? Uh, yeah. Three very early in the game, well, I guess, like, halfway through the game. Um, it it kind of turns into this, like, like, you get an assault rifle and infinite ammo very early into it and it turns into this like action shooter where instead of being a horror like like restrictive bullets and and finding a way through these areas is the hard part the hard part becomes like there are multiple sequences where you're you're like hold out in this you know kill zombies in this area for x amount of minutes while you know a door unlocks or whatever um and it is much more this like it's much more a shooter action game than a uh, like tense horror game where it feels like there almost is no tension. Like you, you truly once you get that assault rifle, you do you literally have infinite ammo. The ammo never stops respawning, and it spawns in groups of like 120, and they they just make no bones about it. It's not like they're trying to uh, present it as, as something else. Um, but the shooting sucks. Like it's supposed to suck. It's supposed to be hard to shoot these swaying zombies, and it's supposed to feel really clunky and have this weird weight to it. And it's super fun as a horror game because having it be hard to shoot is part of the tension. But as this action game, it just fucking sucks. Where like you are just in this string of boss fights and combat encounters, and you have to use this shitty shooting. Uh, it's yeah, I, I don't. 
Having finished three, uh, I do not feel good about paying $80 for three. It is under five hours of Resident Evil. It's kind of tonally, it, it gets very different than Resident Evil 2. Um... And maybe this, maybe these are all problems just with Resident Evil Three, but you know, to to that, if Resident Evil Three is a three-hour game or whatever, like, don't charge a full eighty dollars for it. Uh, well, and, and it does come with multiplayer, which seems kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they are maybe they're putting a lot of the value in that multiplayer. It seems pretty well fleshed out. Uh, uh, when it works, yeah. It um, on yeah, PC, it is. No, I've had zero problems on Xbox. PC, it has, uh, across the board, been broken. Um, I don't, when did this game come out? It came out earlier in the week, I think. Like, it's been out It's been out for a while. It's not like we're playing on release day or anything. Um, right. But yes, acro- across the board, PC has not worked. We did did find a game this morning. Uh, although it's, like, even, even when it does work, it is peer-to-peer hosted, so the connection quality is always fucking terrible. Um, and it is, it is, like, thematically, the multiplayer is really neat. Um, on PC, it's broken out. really cool intro video um which i'm not sure if you watch. i think it might make you watch it at the beginning um where it kind of yeah like spells out this this guy this evil man in a very jigsaw-esque monitor room uh kind of setting traps for people and unleashing zombies on people in a way that I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this seems like something that me and my friends could get super into if it wasn't an $80 entry point for everyone. Yeah, it's um, it's this, this four-on-one asymmetric, four survivors, one mastermind. Uh, the mastermind is like doing things like spawning zombies, like plays kind of this top-down from the perspective of the cameras. Uh, spawning zombies can like take direct control, can set traps and lock doors, and turn lights off and things. Um, and then the survivors have kind of like classes almost where... Uh, they have like di- different abilities where like oh this one is the healer support and this one is uh, a hacker tank or whatever um and when it works like i did get in the one game today and and when it works it's kind of neat like it's thematically it's really interesting this uh like you're you're playing it feels like the single player action of resident evil where you are like fighting the same enemies and and they they behave very similarly to the single player but they are controlled in some cases by a real player, and uh, like it, it, when it works, it's very cool. Um, on PC, it is. I don't know how it goes on. It, it, do you launch multiplayer from the main menu on Xbox, or is it a totally no, separate a, thing? It's a, it's a separate thing, like Warzone. Yeah, it. Uh, so on PC, it's a totally separate thing as well. But they don't tell you that it's there. Like nobody's playing it on PC. It's had a max of two thousand players, and this is like opening week. Um, you have to go into your Steam library and download this thing called Resident Evil Resistance, which unless you know to look for, you probably don't know to look for. Uh, well, it auto-downloaded when I bought the game. For me, I'm not sure if that happens for... Does not or does not happen on a PC. Right. Um, so it's, it's already hard to find, which is weird. Like, I don't know. It's, it's going to be its own free-to-play thing, I'm sure, because that thing is just rife with microtransactions there. Are yeah, card packs and yeah, hundred percent. All those card packs affect the gameplay in a way where, like, if you want to get in there and spend money, you can just get more inventory slots for your character. You can, uh, you can, you can buy better weapons and better, just flat out better abilities. It is kind of what we think of as the definition of pay to win. Um, mm-hmm. which again, for an eighty dollar multiplayer like add on to this ultra short game, fucking sucks ass. Uh, and it's totally impossible to find a match. I mean, w- when it does work on PC, even when the matchmaking is working, totally impossible to find a match as a mastermind. Apparently, you're waiting in queues for like upwards of 45, 50 minutes sometimes, which 
for a five minute game who's gonna sit in a queue for a fucking hour like it's it's weird it's crazy resident evil 3 on the whole uh seems like maybe wait for maybe wait for sale yeah maybe see if you can get it for like 40 bucks yeah i would feel okay about paying 40 bucks for this uh it looks real nice i'll say i i think that engine looks incredible the people look real good i've been like scared shitless a couple times most it's always the it's always the it's always the little things like a zombie like i just let my guard down mentally for a second and then a zombie pops out of a police car and like i physically jump yeah there's a couple there's a couple good ones in the beginning um Mm -hmm. but it you know pretty soon you have infinite ammo and it's not a big deal um which is too bad bit of a bummer i got uh don't don't pre-order games goes goes to reinforce the lesson don't pre-order games I got suckered in because it was uh, 15 bucks off, and I saw that, like, because uh, Resident Evil Resistance was supposed to be its own thing once upon a time, and then right before launch, you're like, oh, no, it's included with Resident Evil 3 Remake. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll see what these both are, you know, save a little bit of money, and I'm interested in this multiplayer mode, uh, and, you know, they got me. Fooled again. Don't pre-order games. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... You got any, any any other thoughts here on uh, Resident Evil Three, Brenna? Uh, no, not really. Like I said, I think I'm a little bit warmer on it than you are, um, and the campaign as a whole. But you, it, it seems to take a turn, and I'm gonna assume it takes the turn literally exactly where I am because I just had a bit of a character switch, playable character switch, and uh, playable character who I've switched to seems like the kind of guy who might have an assault rifle. Oh yes! Oh, I know. Yes, you are. Exa- I know exactly where you are. You are about to start being like, "Oh, hey!" There are some. There, there. I will say there are some very neat moments of like. Uh, I don't know if you realize, but that scene opens in that initial graveyard from two, which is kind of a neat little. You're like, oh shit! This is where the like the the graveyard that two starts in is. That's that's a neat little thing. There's a lot graveyard of two. Yeah, kind of. There's like an underpass, and I guess yeah, like right outside the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's there's a few because like the stories happen concurrently. I think you. So there's a t- I think you don't go there with the playthrough I did of that game. Uh, did you only do Claire? Leon. Oh, you no, did. Okay, oh, okay, yeah. I think you you don't. I played a little bit of Claire at the beginning because I remember that underpass, but I don't remember a graveyard. Yeah, I, I I did the Claire playthrough. That makes that makes sense. But there's a few like even even some of those um, I don't know if they're side quests, but like some of those some of the characters from two you just see in the periphery. We're like, oh, like that's what happened to that guy. Yeah, okay, that's kind of neat. Yeah, that. that part I'm I'm actually super into. Um, but yeah, I also played. Uh, gonna, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that's kind of all I've been playing. I haven't gone back to Doom. Uh, I might when I'm done this, uh, or I might jump over to. Uh, Final Fantasy. How's uh, how's your Animal Crossing treating you? It's uh, falling off of it. I haven't played in like three days. My Nook Mile streak is over. Oh no! Uh, the world is crumbling around me. That how's, island is probably flooded in a swamp. How's Warren's? Uh, Warren, how's your crossing? B Island still going strong, baby. <laughs> still getting too many eggs. Yeah, a lot of lot of eggs still. That's how they patch that to make it less eggs, but. I mean, it should be they actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like it's still too many eggs, though. Yeah, well, I didn't even notice the day done less. So, <laughs> by a good sign. 
by the time this podcast comes out, I think Egg Day will be over. Yeah, I think it's done on Sunday. Well, Sunday will be the last day. Yeah. As Jesus rises. That's right. The eggs go back to sleep, just like it says in Genesis. Mm-hmm. Phil Collins. Uh, I played uh, a bit of this. Uh, the, so there's this dark. You guys heard this game called Dark Souls? I started playing Dark Souls. Uh, I like it a lot. It, so there's this mod for Dark Souls called Daughters of Ash, which uh, like remixes the entire game, um, adds new bosses, change, changes the game like top to bottom, basically. New items, new mechanics, new enemies, new bosses, all that. Uh, and I'm working through that this week, which seems pretty cool. Um, seems kind of. I mean, it's a mod, but it, it, it seems like it has a, a few rough edges on it that we've kind of run into. But uh, it seems like a new way to play Dark Souls, which is neat because I very much enjoy Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to go back to that old game. The, the, the Dark Souls is slow in a way that I have trouble adjusting to now. Everything is like compared to the Bloodborns and the Sekiro's and um, even the the Jedi Fallen Orders of the world. Bloodborne is like. It's like you're moving through molasses. It's like you're playing the game slow-mo. I tuned in just in time to watch you die because you weren't able to sprint. Oh, yeah, that was fucked. My sprint stopped working halfway through a boss. It just stopped working. <laughs> it just stopped working halfway through a boss fight and then died and it started working again. I was like, oh, that's... Mm-hmm. Fucking mods. I did eventually beat that boss, though. Good man. Uh, which is cool. Yeah, the, the the boss I was struggling on is just a regular enemy in Dark Souls normally, but they like turned it into this boss with mechanics and phases. And it's it's really neat. It's ambitious. Uh, Daughters of Ash. If you like Dark Souls and have played it a trillion times, check out Daughters of Ash. Like to go slow. That's right. If you like to move slow, uh, never been a better time to move slow. Here, here. Uh, and that's all I played. I uh, I looked at a little bit of Riot's new uh, free-to-play uh, Overwatch game. We'll talk about that in news. It's called Valorant, uh, and it seems kind of dope. Uh, just going through the notes here. Any other uh, games anybody wants to bring up here before we do our little break-ski? No, sir. We watched Jumanji 2, which oh. is about a game. Is that ever. That's the first one with The Rock and uh, Jack Black and... The Sorry, second the second one, one with, the with The Rock. Oh, oh, I see. I, I sort of like the first one. How's the second one? It was pretty good. Yeah. It was uh, different, obviously. There were some different people that were involved. and Oh, yeah. is, it diff- is it different stars? Is it still nope. The Rock I mean, and the, the, Jack Black the same, and all them? Yeah. There's a couple additions, as you would expect, but... Uh, it was good. It was very good. Kevin Hart was probably the highlight of that. Yeah. He was Kevin acting was like playing... the person controlling him and was doing a very funny job of it. Yeah, he, it was basically Kevin Hart doing Danny Glover. Being an old man. Being an oh, old I'm, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I was right. it, like trying to remember how that movie went and it's because it's you pe- people play the video game, get sucked into the video game, and then their in-game character is like, "I'm the Rock," but in real life, I'm like a schoolgirl or whatever. Kid. Yeah, or yeah. a nerdy kid. Okay, right, 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 right. So the first the first movie was the Rock was kind of the the lead nerdy kid, and then the the Jack Black was like a girl. like a prissy girl or something, wasn't he? Yeah, like yeah. Like, uh, oh my gosh! Kevin Hart was a like super athletic big. 
uh, Black Eye, and those uh, Kevin Hart and the uh, Jack Black characters were, or uh, the Rock characters were the ones that got swapped out for the majority of the movie. The Rock is now embodying Danny DeVito doing a terrible New York accent. <laughs> And uh, okay, and, and yeah, Kevin Hart is is uh, Danny Glover. Oh, great! Yeah. Uh, well, let's take a quick break here. It was Come, fine. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It was okay. Yeah, uh, unoffensive. I laughed. I laughed a lot a few times. What more could you ask for? We wanged. We chummed. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Got down tonight. Well, let's go over a quick break here, and then uh, we'll come back. Do the news. We'll see you on the other side of this musical break. Great talk about some news. Ready for news? Talk about some news. Talk about some news if you want. All All right. It's with you. Let's talk about some news. That is a spooky face. Yeah. I'm just getting back under my blanket here. Frog. That's right. Get cozy. It's news time. Uh, Y'all see this DualSense 5? Yes. (laughs) What do you think the DualSense 5 looks like? Uh, I don't know. I kind of don't hate it as much as a lot of people hate it. I don't hate it at all, but, like, after seeing, like... I see Batman's head now. I see yeah, uh, Totoro, that big overalls. Uh, one is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, shit! There's another one. Yeah, <laughs> missed out on all these hot memes. Where are these memes, gentlemen? Oh, I'll hit oh, you! I'll hit you with a Batman, yeah. Batman face you meme. Might be, you might be in the wrong spheres for these memes. We'll get you some memes. Uh, they showed off the place, the controller for the PS5 called the Dual Sense Five. Uh, I don't know. It's like a. It looks like an Xbox controller shell, but with a PlayStation button configuration. Yeah, I think that's the biggest. Like the biggest thing I noticed is that it, they seem to kind of shift their overall design closer to the Xbox controller. Yeah, the 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 form factor is much more rounded, which seems great. I love holding my Xbox controller. It's my favorite one to use. Yes. Um, I wish they would get that joystick. Just put that joystick up. Just have the off-center joysticks. Put that joystick where the D-pad is. The, the, this DualSense 5 still has the two joysticks on the bottom, uh, which I hate. That makes my one makes my thumb hurt on the PS4. Yeah, my left thumb wants to be up there. Yeah. To up top. I gotta reach so far. And, like, that's your go-to stick. That's your moving stick. You're always using the left one. Right. Uh, they have a bunch of new features. Let's see. Haptic feedback, uh, which is, you know, a fancy rumble. Uh, adaptive triggers, which is very cool. Kind of variable resistance. Um... And they say uh, can create a quote a variety of powerful sensations. After feedback can bring gameplay like the slow grittiness of driving a car through mud or pulling a bowstring with uh, like changing tension as you pull it back farther. Um, this is stuff that Xbox has been doing, right? With their yeah. with their newer controllers. I want to say that even the the original the original has rumble in the triggers or something. It does, but I don't think it has the haptic. Uh... Like the uh, resistance-based stuff, yeah. I think they can make the triggers rumble, but not contextualize it to. Oh, I feel like I remember that article coming out for Xbox during this generation. I, 
think you're right, but the same in the same time, I remember playing Forza, and like when you hit water in Forza, the trigger just goes all the way down. The trigger just like whoop, like has no tension behind it. I feel maybe I'm projecting, maybe I'm making this all up in my head. Um, That's what we do here. Yeah, I've definitely used. I don't have an Xbox One Elite, but I definitely have used controllers with uh, very uh, variable tension on the triggers, which is weird. I don't know what I would be thinking of, um, but it feels cool. The car use case is like the perfect one it feels really good where like you hit ice or snow and just like you're driving a car in real life and the pedal you know shoots all the way to the floor or whatever the brake shoots all the way to the floor with no tension uh feels really good on on the triggers i really like the uh, variable tension uh it is still gonna have the internal battery boo which means that by the end of the generation like now these controllers will probably you know hold the charge for half an hour uh, Hell yes. USB-C port, that's finally. That's why you gotta have two. Yeah, man, I have four, and all my batteries are kaput. Uh, are okay, but I got less use out of my PlayStation 4 this generation, uh, maybe, than you did. Yeah, I was, uh, there was, a, there was a lot of time there where I didn't even have my Xbox plugged in. It was just the PlayStation. Um, it has a built-in mic, which is... Weird. It also has an audio jack, and uh, the the wording around it sounds like the console is going to ship with a headset as well. I don't know what this built-in mic is for. It's going to be like that fucking headset they gave us this generation, where it was like a single earbud. I, God damn like, it! Like, uh, like it was a lot like the headphones you get with a new iPhone, except there was only one earbud, but it had the little microphone on the wire thing. I hope not. I that that headset. I mean, it's not even a headset. That that one earbud and mic fucking sucked ass. That was the worst mm-hmm. headset I've ever used ever. Um, oh, me too. And it's not even close. Uh, I went out and got the new one, the same brand as I have for my Xbox One, with uh, when we were going to do our Monster Hunter uh, <laughs> thing that never. It's not too late. It's and, not too late. And, when when better than now? Actually. <laughs> And I've barely used it since, but I think it paid for itself when I was playing Tetris Effect, so... Oh, yeah, shit. Uh, the, 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 the built-in mic thing is so weird to me, where, like... We already hear... There's just so many open mics in, like, game lobbies now, where, like, I'm playing Call of Duty, and here's this jerk-off who has a headset plugged in, but just sitting there, because I can hear everything in his house happening. Uh, what if every single person on the console had that now? What if not just the people <laughs> with the headsets? What if literally everybody playing had an open mic at all fucking times. This sounds like hell. I like I just cannot wrap my head. It, it has to be it, it must be a gameplay thing, right? It must be like the one on the 3DS where like there'll be a game like a like a WarioWare blow on the mic or something. I mean, like, I like that even less. I I don't know though because the the one the thing that I read specifically said to make it easier to chat with your friends, make it more convenient to chat with your friends. I hate it. I hate the built-in mic so much. It's, oh yeah, that's very stupid. The only thing that I could maybe think is maybe there's going to be some sort of a like you have to the, enable it or you can turn it on and off somehow without it being constantly open. But you're right, it is yeah. going to still have those idiots that are going to have it just hot at all times. That or maybe it's like a everything they're doing like maybe it's like Connect functionality, but no one's going to have a Connect, so it's just listening through the controller. PlayStation on and it boop, turns on or whatever. Or like, what the fuck was the Splinter Cell Blacklist? Was that the Splinter Cell game where like through the connect you you were like, hey, and then your character would be like, Psst, like and call somebody over or something? Mm-hmm. I I don't know. In my head, it must be for something more than just like ah, people like to chat. Because why would they pay There's the extra article. money? 
to put a mic in and send a headset. That very much said, um, like Warren said, oh, it's a convenient way to to have uh, some chats with your friends. But if you're going to be chatting for a long time, still use a headset. Yeah, that well, that's the official. That's the like official PlayStation blog. The release said yeah. that, which of course they would. But like the, mm. if you're, I don't know, if you're shipping with a headset, why do you? Like it's just more production cost to have this mic in here. It's it's a bit of a question mark. And if it is really just a mic for chatting, like maybe Sony knows something I don't about the way the world and and online gaming it's, and communicating yeah. works. But maybe a bit of a swing and a miss. Maybe it it'll seems just like, sound phenomenal. It seems like a very like n- Nintendo move, where it's like, oh, here's your mic. What if these controllers were ten dollars cheaper and didn't have a mic? Yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah. Uh, there's no share button anymore. It's been replaced by the create button, which sounds like exactly the same as the share button. Um, but it is now called the create button, and, and Sony is going to set a little. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> options. No, options is start. Um, yeah, they, they've said that um, it'll have a little bit different functionality, but who knows what it is. I'm trying to like look real close at what the start button is called. Can't really make it out. I wonder if it's start or if it is back to options. Why do buttons need names? Um, I guess so they can tell you what button to push. Yeah, well, they don't need names. Like fighting games, use numbers. You know, you you number it like a clock. I think you start. I think twelve o'clock is one, and then two, three, four. Like specifically those, yeah, start and select. But like they should just be a symbol. Making them a symbol like the rest of them. Yeah. Well, the Xbox is a symbol. I mean, the symbols were bad on the Xbox. They should just have, just start and select is fine. Because, like, on the Xbox, you're like, press the, the three, the button that looks like three lines, the hamburger button. Yeah, the hamburger and the window. Uh, yeah, press press those the, that one box in the other box. Like, someone just says to me, oh, press start. If I say, how do I do this? And they're like, oh, press start. I hit this hamburger thing. Uh, I still don't know what the thing is called. <laughs> Uh, it looks like, I'm just looking this up right now, it looks like it has a touchpad as well. Yeah, it does. It's so the, the, the touchpad's still there, which is kind of interesting as well. They don't use the touchpad for anything. They do, sorry, you say they don't, they don't use the touchpad for anything? No, No, I know. put it back in. By the end of the generation, that was like a giant button, was all it was. I wonder if it's a, uh, bring up a map or something. I wonder if it's a backwards compatibility thing, where, like, the PS4 games that they have claimed this thing will run used it in some cases, where, like... Oh, that's a good point. Because you were, like, swiping up, I think. Some 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 first-party games had, like, swipes. Early, yeah. didn't it? Early in the generation, there was a lot more. Uh, sorry, Whittle, what, which, which? Detroit had some stuff from that, didn't it? Yeah, something. Yes. I think it had an option to, like, use it for swipes and stuff. Oh, they were no. Just QuickTime events were often on that thing. I yeah. think, where it was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, you swipe left. Whoa, swipe left. Uh, yeah. So that's the new controller. I don't know. It looks hilarious. The like just just this black and white one. There's one that's all black, which looks totally fine. But this black and white one looks really funny. Like looks like a lot of anime characters. Uh, let's see here. Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer, uh, has a, a, don't watch the trailer because, uh, we now know with, with certainty that, uh, the remake is, uh, by accounts different than the main game than the original cut, which is super cool. I don't know what the differences are, but, uh, in my head, it's like a, like an Abrams Star Trek thing, like a Mr. Spock meets Mr. Spock. Maybe Cloud meets Cloud. I don't, yeah, I don't I know. That reference. I don't know. That'd be dope though. Um... Uh, Quickly, 
uh, do you think? Well, kind of on half on topic. Do you think I would be well served to watch a uh, not a playthrough, but maybe a cutscene thing from the original before I play this? Because at uh, first I was like, well, I shouldn't, because then I can experience this for the first time. But it, I wonder if some of the changes they're making, they're making with the idea that I will have the prior knowledge. I that is also a huge question for me. I have no idea, having never played Final Fantasy VII, but just knowing a bit about it through you know what we do. Um. I have no idea. I think I'm going to go in cold, and then if that is the case, where like, you know, like like a Mr. Spock, Mr. Spock situation, uh, where where it, like, it is relying on you having some of that knowledge, uh, I'll probably come to it after the fact and be like, oh, that's cool. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. Because like you say, how much of it is going to be the same? How much of it am I just going to like watch this recap and be like, oh, I, I wish I wouldn't know. I kind of spoiled this for myself. Yeah. But how, yeah how much of it is going to be way much. different than... I could have that moment uh, that was a big deal in the first game. Uh, I could have that now because I know nothing's happened, but maybe I miss a bunch of different moments that other people are having because they have played the first game and they and they, and they changed it. Yeah, I think I'm going to go in cold uh, and then you know do the research after the fact. And, and if there is some of that stuff, I'll be uh, well prepared for whatever comes next. If there is another part, I, I have no idea. I am... Media Blackout right now on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, all I know is that it is reviewing hilariously well. It is, like, multiple perfect scores, and maybe... Or or how much of it is, you know, it is this super nostalgic game that a lot of people... Like, it is the formative game for so many people. Um, I don't know. You would, th- you would hope a... a you would hope that a reviewer worth their salt would recognize that and take it into context, but... Uh, who knows? Echo Tit comes to Overwatch April 14th. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow Echo comes to Overwatch. In podcast time. Good sell. Uh, let's see. My last... Oh, okay. The, the call dropped. That's the... <laughs> that's why I'm getting no sold. Uh, Alright. Live recording, folks. Bear with us. We'll uh, try and get the fellers... Back on the line here. Uh, yeah, we've been uh, we've been having some some issues. Uh, if I can rejoin, the way we have to do this, a little inside baseball. If you're listening to this after the fact, uh, because a lot of us don't even have computers, we're so kind of ill prepared for this. Uh, Hello? There we go. Oh, we were back for a second and then it dropped again. I saw. Uh, because we don't have computers, we literally have to do this through Xbox Live headsets. The first one we did. Uh, we just recorded over phone calls. Alright, I see Warren has invited me. Yeah, we're trying to get back in. If I can't get back in the uh, party here, I'll, uh, I can, I can wrap this podcast by myself, luckily. I'm a, I'm a trained professional. Uh, and you know, hosting a live podcast while trying to troubleshoot. Uh, really easy, really easy. we get Warren back? We might have got Warren back. We'll see. It just has to hang on for another few minutes here. Uh, looks like it's... Yeah, it looks like it's uh, not going to boot back up. So I guess I'll just keep going through the news here. I'll keep trying to get him back on the line. We suffer. We suffer here at Talking Reckless for you, the people, in these trying times. He's very trying times. 
One last chance here. One last, one last shot. See if we can get this party going again. Party. I mean, it's always a party here, you know, on the Talking Reckless podcast. If uh, this won't go. Oh. Great. Uh, that was the sound of Brando joining and then it immediately disconnecting. We'll see if uh, maybe one of them can invite me. Uh, let's see, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, from those folks who brought us The Witcher. Um, Warren is saying that Xbox, Xbox Live is down now. Great. Good. Good. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, the folks at CD Projekt Red, uh, say that it will have no less DLC than The Witcher. And him and Brando are in a party, but just not me. Uh, no less DLC than The Witcher, which would mean more DLC than The Witcher. Uh, and The Witcher had quite a bit of DLC. Uh, I'm just, uh... Sorry, this is very distracting, trying to get this done. Uh, trying to get this, this is like podcast that disconnected halfway through. Uh, I'm just going to finish her. She seems broke. I'm just telling, telling the fellers. Live recording, folks. Live recording. Uh, thanks for bearing with us again in these trying times. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, it'll have uh, uh, more DLC than The Witcher. Witcher had a lot of DLC. Witcher between uh, Hearts of Stone and what was the other one? Blood and Wine. Witcher had, oh, I want to say like, boy, at least 30 hours? Maybe, maybe more? I feel like 30 is maybe conservative between the two packs. Uh, they're meaty. They're huge. Blood and Wine especially is is very sizable. Um, and they're very good. They're some of the best stuff, I think, personally, which is dope. Uh, they also say uh, that they're selling track for December release, even in spite of uh, kind of all the working from home stuff, the pandemic and whatnot. Um, which is pretty cool. I'm going to bring you the live chat in as my co-host here, seeing as uh, the internet appears to be down and we can't get Warren and Brando back on. Uh, but I am keeping an eye on it. Absolutely keeping an eye on it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and the last story I have for you this evening, uh, Some speaking of Resident Evil, some alleged info on uh, some Resident Evil 8 leaks, what they are tentatively calling Resident Evil 8. Um, and these are all, this comes with a huge grain of salt. These are all alleged. This is all from a, uh, you know, fairly reputable, not reputable enough that I'm willing to hang my hat on this, but a lot of it makes sense. Um, supposed to be a first person follow up to Resident Evil 7, which you, uh, played as Ethan. Ooh, what's his last name? Winter? Ethan Hunt. Ethan, no, Ethan Hunt is Mission Impossible, maybe. Ethan Winter, I think. He plays Ethan. Uh, seven was first person, and uh, this is apparently gonna be in that same vein. Uh, let's see here. The quote from the uh, leaker is, um, "It is first person, and many purists are going to hate it because it's taking some serious departures in the story slash enemies and the like, hallucinations, occultism, insanity, and not being able to trust others are huge thematics of the game." So it sounds like we might get a little bit away from bread and butter, you know, zombies. Bioweapon, so on and so forth. Um, and is this some more, like this is uh, occultism and insanity. Uh, the words werewolves and witches are thrown around a lot. 
uh, around this game. Uh, and apparently it's going to feature Chris Redfield as, a, as an integral part of the story, so... I don't have... As I say that, I don't have any idea how Resident Evil 7 ties into the others. I sort of didn't even know if it did, to be honest. Um, 2021, that is supposed to be it. Podcast at TalkingReckless.com is an email address. As uh, I bring bring the show in safe here. Safe at last. Another 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 great landing. Uh, where you can write in your emails. Or you can drop on our subreddit, r slash TalkingReckless, which is where this one came from. Uh, we also have a Discord, if you can figure out how to leave voicemails on there. Um, you can do that as well. Uh, Walzo wrote in. Uh, so last week, I guess to preface this, last week, um, my Doom Eternal take was done, was baked. It dinged. And came out of the oven. Uh, and I didn't really like it. I, uh, if you remember, I started very strong on Doom Eternal. And then as it layered more and more and more and more systems on, it sort of ended as this bloated monstrosity, um, which I did not really like very much. Here's an alternate take, which I like a lot. Also, this take, uh, well, I'll just read it. I'll read it first, and then uh, you can uh, you know, draw your own conclusions. Excuse me. Walzo writes in and says, Man, I have to disagree with Matt's take on Eternal's gameplay. I think it is so much better than 2016's, though I do agree that 2016 is the better game because of the tone and simple story. I felt like I just only ever used the Super Shock and Rocket Launcher when I was playing 2016, but Eternal's combat chain had me constantly switching weapons up and made me really think about how to take on the next horde of enemies. I don't think the Marauder is that much of a problem either, since I never stopped moving with him around. If anything, I was moving even more since he's constantly on your ass. I have a question about that Marauder thing, but I'll finish the email first. I also think the other new enemies are a real great addition, as it just leads to constantly switching up the gameplay. And the grenades and flamethrower are nice additions. Going back to the levels after the gameplay, clicks is a real treat too, because areas that you previously thought were hard become a cakewalk, because you've gotten so much better at the game. Uh, I will editorialize and say you've also gotten more upgrades and things. Uh, he finishes off. Love the podcast. I've been listening since the ninth grade, and I graduated college last May. <laughs> uh, which is really fucked. Just wanted to share my thoughts on Eternal. Uh, Walzo wrote that in via the uh, subreddit r slash Uh Thanks very much for your take. Hey, that's a that's a that's a damn fine take. Remember this this old cynics' opinions are only this old cynics' opinions. Uh, um. The, uh, he says here, I don't think the Marauder is that much of a problem either because I never stopped moving with him around. If anything, I was moving even more since he's constantly on your ass. Uh, there is a weird, when I was fighting those Marauders, I found that if you were, because there's like a weird butter zone. You have to be in the, you have to be exactly 7.2 feet away from that Marauder. And if you're 7.3, he throws the axes. If you're 7.1, he uses the shotgun. Uh, and I found I could never, ever, ever, ever find that zone if I was you know, moving fast and dashing and and uh, constantly keeping out of the way and stuff. Um, but I, uh, I mean, all in all, that is... the, the it, it sounds like Walzo is having the experience that I really wanted to have, um, but just couldn't, couldn't really, couldn't really get into it, where uh, Walzo really uh, enjoys, like, switching up the weapons constantly and, you know, kind of thinking about the horde of enemies and stuff. Um, I like a lot of that as well. It's just by the end where you have, you know, 10 different enemy types. Um, oh, here, a, a huge issue that I never brought up last week, but uh, really stuck with me. I was thinking about it a lot this week. Um, there's a point at the end of that game. There's like, a, there's like a, a point of no return where 
you uh, kind of get a you, you you go to load into the mission and then you get a thing that's like hey do all your upgrades uh, unlock anything you want to unlock because you're not going to be able to come back this is this is the end we're going to do this for realsies uh, get done whatever you want to get done and then there is and I'm trying to remember exactly I know there are at least two full levels after that I I want to say there's three but there's two full levels and then a boss fight and then another full level. And then another like forty-five minute boss fight at the end after after this point of no return, um, and like ev- everything after that point of no return, I think really fucking sucks in Doom. Like that last boss fight, it is just it is a forty-five minute like bullet sponge fight of like you got to shoot this guy a lot and then he dies. He's just a big off the screen enemy. I it's I don't know. I could not enjoy Doom Eternal by the end of it, uh, unfortunately. Um, but thank you very much for your take. I'm glad that uh, there are people out there enjoying it. Uh, and also, this is a very, res- you know, we, 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 I feel like, uh, butt heads, uh, uh, with takes on certain games a lot. Um, and people are, are sometimes, most of the time, super fucking disrespectful. Uh, but this is a very nice, this is a very refreshing, uh, very respectful, different opinion, which I really appreciate. Thank you very much, Walzo, for writing in to, uh, the subreddit, r slash talking reckless. You can write in your thoughts, your takes, and as long as they're not super douchey, uh, we'll probably read them out here on the show. Podcast at talkingreckless.com is an email address you can write those into. Or drop them on the subreddit or join the Discord. Uh, just don't bring any of that. Don't bring any of that anime shit on the Discord. You uh, you keep that. You keep that for yourself. Podcast talkingreckless.com. That email address uh, one more time. Uh, that's going to do it here for the show. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, man, solo podcasts really suck. Thank you very much to uh, Brando and Warren for... Uh, co-hosting while the internet held out um what can i tell you what do we got coming up if you enjoyed what you heard please consider supporting us over on patreon.com slash talk reckless podcast uh i know times are tough economically for the whole i know the, the, the whole economy for the world is pretty much frozen so thank you very very much to everybody who's uh, been able to keep up their patreon i really appreciate that getting us through the tough times uh head on over to talkingreckless.com. you can find the discord there you can find you can find all our shit on talkingreckless.com now all the podcasts, our D&D podcast, Rolling Reckless, which we do every Sunday, uh, including last Sunday, we should have had an episode. Um, we did a honey heist on, I guess it'll be, by the time you hear this, it'll be two Rolling Recklesses ago, but go and uh, check out the honey heist that Oliver DM. That was super dope. Uh, and I thought one really well. I got to play, which is always super fun. And I think that's all I got to tell you, other than, uh, you know, streaming, streaming games mm, almost every day of this lockdown. Keeping uh, keeping the folks company, and the folks are keeping me company. So come on, uh, come on by and hang out on the stream with us someday. You got nothing else going on. Uh, yes, thank you again to Warren, who uh, cannot be here to say thank you back, or you're welcome back, or whatever. Uh, thank you very much to Brando for making the time here on Good Friday in uh, real time. Uh, and thank you to you at home for making this uh, for for keeping this little podcast on the air week after week. Uh, we'll see you back here next week. It'll be the next edition of the Talking Reckless podcast. We'll see you then.